Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They is buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun, play fake, step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday to you. We made it to the end of the week, March 31st, 2023. One final show in March, one final day of March, and we march on in to April, turn the calendar, get into derby season, fully officially spring, and we'll have a really, really good time. But one last March show, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. On your Friday, intern Jacob was going to be here today, but uh, texted at 6.30 and said that he had scheduled a doctor's appointment a few weeks ago that he had forgotten about and did not know until 6.20 this morning. Um, always a, a difficult time to find out about a forgotten doctor's appointment, 6.20 in the morning. That's That's tough. That's tough. How did that go down? Was he? You think he was getting ready to leave his house, and his mom was like, "Where do you think you're going, Mister? You have a doctor's appointment today." No, I, I would almost guarantee it was. He woke up, alarm went off. He was super tired. Saw that it was raining, or there was potential rain on the drive, and said, "I'm just going back to bed. I had a doctor's appointment." Well, on the one hand, I. Um... I don't want to cast a wide net because on days that he's on it, he's there early. He's ready to rock and roll. But, like, you know, we are talking to the guy who just didn't go to Kentucky basketball games because the drive was too long. You know, I was thinking. He had tickets to. I was yeah. thinking about that yesterday. It, it was pretty sad because he wouldn't make the hour and a half drive to Lexington, but it takes him almost 40 minutes to get to the studio, which he drove to no problem yesterday. Oh, and on top of that, he's not getting paid. So I, I just don't understand it. 40 minutes versus an hour and a half to do something fun versus do something semi-fun. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to probably drive the hour and a half. And did he ever offer up those tickets to anybody? True. Was it like, hey, I'm not going to be able to go to the UK game. I just don't feel like it today. Boom, who wants these tickets? I'll give them away. I sure didn't see him do that. But maybe behind, maybe behind closed doors, he, he was doing that. But great point, Scoots, about the commute. Uh, I did golf with intern Jacob yesterday. We we'll we'll talk about that. Uh, but first, I I need to, while we're kind of poking some fun at intern Jacob, and he he doesn't need if he didn't want to show up today, he doesn't need to show up today. It's yeah, no yeah, no, no big no, deal. Right. Uh, he could have woken up, not felt it, and that's fine. He could legitimately have a doctor's appointment. I also don't really care. 
Uh, hope everything's good, intern Jacob. And it was fun talking with you yesterday. Fun golfing with you. Uh, we'll talk about the golf round. But I had my own. I had my own mistake. I've got to put my own hand up and and apologize. Uh, made a made a big goof yesterday. Really embarrassing. Felt horrible about it. But I was going to go on with. The Sack Pack and the Rupp to No Good podcast. He had texted me a few days ago, said, 9 o'clock Thursday, are you in? I said, yeah. Uh, admittedly, I did have some concerns that like, oh, 9 to 10, that's pretty late for old TJ, but that's that's fine. You, you watch college basketball games all the time. No big deal whatsoever. Well, anyways, Roush, as you know, and as Scoots has learned by association, Baby just kind of was acting like a little funny. Didn't seem like it was maybe feeling great. Could have just been grumpy. Could have just had a long day. You didn't really know. But in our house, we've learned that if baby's not feeling well, and then one of the wife or I don't feel well, probably means something's up. And then I started not to like feel great. Not bad. Again, not really bad. But I was just like, okay, well, baby's acting like that. I feel like I've got a little scratch. I was caught and I've been coughing for now a month, but like I've got a little scratch. So I took some medicine and was asleep at like 7:30. Woke up at 10:30, realized I had stood up the rub to no good guys, felt horrible about it. Mm. And uh so so apologies to to them. We're going to reschedule I think for hopefully next week, but yeah, that was it reminded me when I was in 6th grade one time, was going to go to a fish fry. And like all the, you know, all the girls were going to be there, Roush. And this was one of the like first boy girls hanging out, parent, nobody cares. You're, you're in sixth grade now, do whatever you want and overslept. And like that was back before cell phones. So like there was like two voicemails on our, or in our family's answering machine. And it was like, TJ, we're in your driveway. Uh, We're going to the fish fry. I'm not sure if you forgot or what, but we're going to leave here soon. And they left without me, obviously, because they weren't going to wait forever. And the fish fry was supposedly just an absolute blast that day. Like, there was mm. hand-holding. There was, like, pictures taken with digital cameras. And I just slept, I, I know. I'd slept through the entire thing. And really not since then have I have I felt like I've missed out on so much fun. So apologies to the Rupp to No Good podcast. I will uh, I will get on that next week. And then, of course, it's in 30 can I just uh, rewind real quick though? Because uh, I here here's here's where I have to ask the question um, that we often ask Scoots. It's the did you go to sleep early or did you pass out? Because uh, you, you know you played a little golf that 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 can be tiresome. But did, did somebody I did, just I did, a little? I did nap? walk the I did walk the course. Uh, the old the old uh, Apple Watch tracked me for for seven miles. Um, no, it, it definitely, like, I think I was naturally fatigued and tired as is. And the wife can attest, it's not crazy for me at like 8.30 during a show just to kind of like doze off, if you will. Not like permanently go to sleep, but like doze off to like where I'll wake up eventually and be fine. But um, no, yeah, it, it, like, I know, I, I don't, it wasn't a scooch pass out. But okay. the combination of the golf, the physical activity, the walking, being then, out in the the spring polony stuff, you get a little. You know. I got a little farmer stand yesterday. How about that? Nice, nice. Yeah, I, I could hardly believe it. I didn't think it was that. The weather yesterday was just perfect. It was like my if I could if I could have that weather for any golf round, 
I'd take it. Definitely not even hot, like, was in the equation. It was, like, a, a little chilly, if anything. Just had a nice, nice feel to it. It was a beautiful day out there. So, again, apologies to them. Yeah, no, it could have just been – it could have been fatigue, but I think the medicine on top of it definitely just was uh, – I, I was out. I was out. And then the wife was, like – she had brought up, like, why didn't you just set alarm? I was like, well, I didn't anticipate falling asleep. Like, uh, that wasn't the plan to fall asleep. And then, of course, at 10.30, I woke up, couldn't fall back asleep. So I was like, oh, boy, this is great. And if the baby actually is sick and is waking up all night, I'm just going to be miserable for the radio show tomorrow. But I, fell, I ended up falling asleep probably by, like, 11.30. And I think the baby only got up maybe one time. So all in all, it ended up working out. But, again feel horrible about that podcast scoots what were you gonna say i was just gonna ask you if you're ready to be pretty ticked off are you ready no i'm not ready well i have to tell you that i ended up golfing yesterday as well scoots yeah i don't know i mean i don't know why you why you wouldn't want to golf with intern jacob and and myself so i I did want to play with you and intern jacob no doubt about it but so i had to go to work after the shows and i get to work and I have all I ha- all they have for me to do is to fill out the inventory sheets. And we do end of month inventory. So I knocked that out in about an hour and a half. And my manager looks at me and he was like, "Well, what else you got on your docket today?" And I was like, "Well, I'm gonna go play some golf if you all don't need me anymore." And by that time, it was already almost three o'clock. So I didn't tee off till after four. Didn't want to make you all wait till that late. So, but I would have much rather played with you all. Yeah, we were we were we were finishing up. Yeah, uh, I assume around a little after that time, but it was a good time. Went and played at Seneca. We uh, a KRC listener buddy Adam came and played with us, and then we got paired up with a single seventy six years young gentleman who he told us his name, and we instantly didn't hear it, but it was a fun last name like son. No, I don't even remember it anymore. But it was a fun last name. He was awesome. And he played from the seniors' tees, and Seneca is not a long course as is, but he was generally much further down the fairway than we were. He had uh, made several – oh, and they had aerated greens, which is always a bummer. Although it was nice, like any missed putt, you could be like, aerated greens, those aerated greens. <laughs> you ah, always aerated. blame those. Although they did, those they do suck to putt on. Like they will just totally change the trajectory of your ball. Except for this older gentleman, he knew exactly how to putt every putt on these greens. Uh, but it was a good time. We were behind a group of older women that were playing no slower than Christmas. They were holy smokes. They were taking their sweet time. What is it? And, and I know they were probably in a league. And maybe I should talk to my mom about this although these people were older than she was and her golf group is but like why do they have to putt everything out who cares it's a it's a <laughs> foot and a half putt lady pick up the ball and move on i haven't seen the ranger come out at seneca in years and they were they came out several times which we did learn to find out that our single buddy had called in to the club shop uh, <laughs> twice actually um <laughs> But, but he, he, it turns out he kind of works up there. He, he runs some of the leagues up there. So he was just like, this is ridiculous. They are taking so long. So the women actually ended up skipping a hole. And we thought that that was just the worst thing that they could do. Because guess who caught up with them about a hole and a half later? 
<laughs> we did. And then our buddy Adam dropped off at the turn, so we were playing even faster on the back nine. We really were scooting. We got we ended up getting 18 in, 12.54 tee time, and I think we were finished by like 4.20, 4.30-ish. So we moved relatively quick. They eventually let us play through, but holy smokes. They were nice and apologetic, but it was also like we maybe should have done this on hole, hole four back here. But it was a good time. Intern Jacob still got it. Um, I, I went. I think we. I think we tied the back nine. I was up three going into the last two holes, but I doubled number eighteen. Unfortunately, only only had two doubles on the day. Shot a very respectable eighty three. Nice for this, for this time of the season, and also just not hitting a single putt. Like horrible on horrible on the green. So I was really happy with that. I found the fairway most of the day. Which was great. Intern Jacob's still just a really good golfer. Fun, fun to watch at times. So we had a good time. We'll have to get scoots. We'll have to get out there together. Roush, you're once or twice a year round. We'd love to be included in one of those. I'm kidding. I know you're playing on Saturday and you're excited so, about that. And by the way, for people that golf, uh, well, why don't we talk about the golf card while we're doing all this golf talk? Because I've okay. got a little update with this. So, Roush, can you go through the golf card? I've got a little update. Okay, I'm glad you've got a little update. I also have a question for the group. Um, but the golf card, it's new. It's here. You can get them at BigMoreExportsRadio.com or 812-725-1457. That's the number to get access to Old Capital Golf Club, Elk Run, where we played the Big X Scramble last year, Value View, what have you? Christmas Lake and new this year is Park Mammoth in Park City. Short drive down I-65, a hidden gem that's a top five, no, number three best new course in the nation. Top five golf courses in Kentucky at Park Mammoth Golf Club. You can play all of those for under $25 a round when you purchase the Big Exports Radio golf card. Get it today at BigExportsRadio.com or at 812-725-1457. Uh, you, you mentioned that I, um, that I've got this round coming up and we're, we're traveling to my, my brother-in-law's and, you know, real estate can be tight. Uh, the present we have may or may not have gotten for my nephew's birthday was a little bit larger to pack than normal. So it's like, here, mom and dad, y'all driving separate. Can you, can you take my clubs with me? And if they're renting a car, they might not have enough room. They might have to just take some clubs out for me and then we'll figure it out when we get down there. Throw them in my dad's back, whatever. Why, why is it frowned upon to play out of somebody else's bag? Like, I, I understand there are certain, like there's certain decorum. Like we're going to go to a country club where they're, they're fancy. You take your hat off when you go in, you wear slacks. Uh, but I don't understand this norm that we just can't play out of the same golf bag. What, what's what's wrong with that? I don't get it. I don't understand the logic behind it. So there's uh, uh, there are people that know golf better than me that could probably answer this better. But as far as I know the answer to this question, there's two things. One, there's a time component to it. Where just like if, if you're having to go to this bag every time and then go to your ball, you're probably wasting time. Time is being wasted somewhere on the course. Well, where if you just had your own bag, your own, you, you, what's that? But what what if the bags they're just next to each other on the golf cart? 
yeah, but you're still like just the idea that what if you have to share the same club that this other person that is hitting See, has to hit and they have to go hit their ball on one side of the fairway, come back, bring you the club you hit on this side of the fairway again. Like I, I know it doesn't always go that way, but I think the bigger reason is the same. like Roush, if you see somebody show up in jeans to play pickup basketball and they're wearing non-basketball shoes, like it's not a big deal. But it's like, how serious are you about this if you don't even have the right equipment? That if you're not if you're not prepared to actually play the sport, eh, that's not a good look. So it, I think that goes into it as well, where it's like you, you need your own stuff. It's your this it's is basically game. another barrier to entry. I mean, because I can I can understand some of the the time stuff, but you know, golf is a uh, they try to make golf about exclusivity. And I, I, don't I feel think, like I don't that's... think they really. I don't think. I don't think golf is. There's country clubs that are about exclusive. Yeah, that, that want to be exclusive. But I think most golf courses are now like, hey, we want to be open. We don't really care what you wear about. But there are places that that do. There they are. They kind of care about the prestige of the sport. I mean, it has just a, the sport as a whole has a reputation for that. I mean, didn't the Masters just let a woman in like five years ago, and it was a big deal. Oh, like the nicest, most uh, exclusive golf course in the world? I know, but it just has a – the sport in general has a reputation. It just, uh, it just does. I didn't. I don't think the public courses of Louisville have a reputation. No, no and, 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 and I'm taking it a mile. But I just always thought that that was like a very lame – like if you can – because if you can just put your clubs in the other bag, it shouldn't I, be a big deal. But I, I, don't I, think, I, I don't think most places care. Again, country clubs may uh, – some probably don't, but I don't think you're going to get a public course that's going to give you a big stink about that. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, I'm with you. But I'm also going to one of these snooty fluity ones, so that should be a whole whole different experience. So, uh, I digress. Like, some golfers really don't like the snooty fluity experience. Like, it really just kind of ruins the fun for them. I know people like that. Uh, I know some golfers that they don't do this every time, but they occasionally like to just kind of play bare feet. And you, you, at a country club, you're going to get a lot of weird looks if you do that. And maybe somebody coming up and talking to you. I know some people that just can't, can't do country clubs, which they're also pretty broke. So it works out well for them that like they can't afford it either, but they just, they, they say they can't enjoy themselves or golfing uh, at places where they feel like people are kind of judging them. Sounds like my kind of people. Uh, you know, they got an above ground pool to share. I'll, I'll hop on in. Have either of you ever played barefoot? Because I really want to do that sometime. Yeah, there, uh, there was, there was a few times in like college. I'd, I'd give it a whirl. I, I didn't really, I didn't have golf shoes till probably after college, to be honest. Where I just didn't, I just didn't really think like there's a huge benefit, and I didn't play golf enough where I really cared. So there'd be a few times where the course was wet, where I just couldn't keep my footing. So I'd just go barefoot, and very rarely, I, I thought it was cool. Like I, I almost felt more entwined with the with the earth. Yeah, no, I could see that. It, it always looks so enjoyable when people get on the green and they're walking barefoot. I bet it just feels like carpet. Man, I I've started to do that while I cut grass. Um, and it's pretty nice. But barefoot? Pretty nice. Yeah, especially because I don't have... Uh, That's true. Your yard's pretty small. Yeah, yeah. And I don't have, like, actual blades that could chop my feet off. You know, naturally, it, 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 I, I run into something if I want to weed eat, and then you're just like, I should probably have shoes on for this. But, yeah, no, I, I, I could see it being fun. And you're just connected with Mother Nature. 
like God, how God intended. That wedding at Oakmont I went to now two years ago, uh, there there was rumors that I may, at after the wedding and after the reception, had gone on the 18th hole barefoot and putted at Oakmont. And oh, I don't, I, I, I don't think that's true. Uh, no, but if it was so, true, I bet the grass felt really good but on your toes. Yeah, but that, that couldn't possibly be true. You respect the game too much to do something like that. Yeah, you could get you could get a lot of trouble if you did something like that, uh, and especially like the the member who allowed such tomfoolery to happen on their account, they could get in trouble. So it probably didn't happen. <laughs> you know what did happen yesterday, TJ? Oh, I never told you about the cool thing potentially uh, with the golf course because what do you know? We get to blabbing. <laughs> By the way, call eight one two seven two five fourteen fifty seven. For the Big Exports Radio Golf Card, 812-725-1457. And we want to tell you again about Park Mammoth. It's a hidden gem, one of the top five courses in Kentucky. And this is just the most KRC thing in the world. So I'd write this in pencil maybe and not in pen. But there's talks of a KRC road trip to Uh, Western Kentucky, maybe the Bowling Green area. Yes. And spending the night the night before, waking up early, doing a roll call, potentially, potentially out of Park Mammoth, and maybe playing around after we get off the air. So uh, if there would be anybody in that part of the state that would be at all interested, or anybody that's looking to roll call road trip down to Bowling Green, uh, maybe we could go plan it where the Hot Rods play in town the night before. We could go to a Hot Rods game together or something. That is the Bowling Green team, right? The Hot Rods. Uh, I think they're still there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know somebody that works there. Maybe Hilligans. we can. Th- maybe we That's... can throw out the first pitch. Oh yeah, I'm sure it, that everybody there. Like, who are those guys? The Bowling. Well, we're huge in Bowling Green. <laughs> yeah, people forget that. <laughs> well, we're gen- It's actually Louisville. Actually, it's Jeffersonville, Indiana, Louisville, <laughs> Kentucky. Bowling Green, Kentucky. The, those are top three, and sometimes you can't even you can't even tell which one's which in the numbers. Oh man! Is there any racetracks down there? There's got to be. Yeah, but Kentucky Downs is only open uh, Labor Day weekend. Uh, sounds like a lot of fun, though. I mean, it's all like really uh, like, rich horses, but yeah, it's on only the, open Labor Day weekend. On the Trevor Kelsey schedule, working one weekend a year. Yep. Yep. Good for um, him. Ton of Good money though down there. Hey, they have uh they have uh, slot machines there though. We could go play some slots. Uh, historic racing. Oh, so who? Excuse me. I God. am a big fan oh. of history. Throw me in the gulag. TJ, yeah. TJ, you joke, but I just looked at our insights on SoundCloud. Bowling Green is our number thirteen city. So how about yeah, that? Not even top ten, Bowling Green. Not even top ten, but they're close. It's it's a close race. That's why we need to tour down there. That's right. We got to expand our reach. Exactly. We tour down there, get more listeners. We can get Bowling Green into the top ten by by Christmas. I feel good about. I feel positive about that. Uh, But in all seriousness, if that's something that sounds remotely interesting to you, we wouldn't need any sort of like signed commitments or blood donations or anything like that. Well, I think they could always use blood. uh, Mm -hmm. Is what I've been told. But if you just if you think that's something that you could potentially or you'd be interested in, we're probably going to do it regardless. Uh, but it, it'd be it'd be nice to be if we do end up doing it, it. I'd love to do it. I hope we do it. 
if we do end up doing it though, it'd be, it'd be nice to be able to tell the course like, yeah, we may have a few foursomes of listeners, maybe one or two foursomes of listeners that are going to play, but just hearing about this course already, as I mentioned yesterday, and then looking up Google pictures of it, I, I really just want to go down there to, to play the course. It looks so, sweet. I, yeah, it really does. I, I would love to, I'd love to check it out in person. Cause I have not. Let's go to our first break. This is Kentucky golf roll call. We're going to come back. We'll get it into more UK-centric news. We had ginormous news in the state. Not really UK-related, but kind of UK-related. We're going to talk about that. That's what we're going to come back and talk about. Sports gambling, legal in the Commonwealth of Kentucky. We did it. We'll chat about it. That was a wild day. It was really a crazy day. We'll come back, tell you all about it. This is KRC on the Big X. TJ Walker, Nebraska. Dancing all night, doing the curly shuffle. Hey, Mo, hey, Mo. Hey, Mo, hey, Mo. Well, I'm not, 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 Don't be obsessed with your desires, Danny. The Zen philosopher Basho once wrote, a flute with no holes is not a flute. And a donut with no hole is a Danish. He's a funny guy. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. You take drugs, Danny? Every day. Good. So what's the problem? <laughs> Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.9, a.m. TJ Walker, Nebraska, Justin Kalen on your Friday. Rainy and wet out there, so take your time. Stop in Thornton's, get your day started right. 89 cents, we'll get you 32 ounces at Thornton's of anything you want. They've got great coffee to get you fueled up, ready to go. Uh, they've got amazing gasoline to get your car fueled up and ready to go. You can save three cents when you are a Refreshing Rewards member. Easy to sign up. The app will tell you gas prices in your area. Great breakfast, great lunch, great dinner options at Thornton's. And plus, it's basically like its own mini grocery store. If you ever just need to run up and get something, stop by Thornton's. They'll have it. Most things. Almost everything. I wouldn't go there for your... Like if you needed uh, cuts of meat. Yeah, I don't think you're going to get cuts of meat there. Not, Although you can get yet. like the, not, the cheeses and like I'm pretty sure they have those. Like the, Sometimes they'll have little like deli, like prepackaged meats. Yeah, yeah. Which is much better like than the, uh, I've been to the gas stations that have just like the triangle cut sandwiches. Not the same, not the same. Mm-hmm. Thornton's great. Check them out today and text on into the Thornton's text line. Quiet day on the Thornton's text line. I would have thought there would have maybe been more reaction to all the gambling hoopla. Ooh, hoop. Roush in a TBD will be able to bet in Kentucky. When exactly? Nobody knows, but it's going to happen. Um, knowing our state, I would assume like it'd be wishful thinking if we get it by – January 1, 2024, I would I would be fired up, actually. That, that feels like it would happen quickly. Um, but as Mark Twain once said, you know, when the world comes to an end, I want to be in Kentucky because everything there happens 10 years later. Kentucky, the 38th state to pass sports gambling and the 40th to pass medical marijuana. 
So just just ahead of Mississippi. Oh wait, no, not even. That's crazy about really both those numbers, but medicinal marijuana. Thirty nine other states already have it. Yeah, but you, by God, if you if you smoke it, you're never going to see the light of day ever again. You can eat it, but if you smoke it, so help me God. It's so we, dumb. What, what are we doing? What are they? What what scares them about the smoking? Man, and it's so much easier to to overdo Some, it by eating stuff. Sometimes <laughs> like, when you smoke it, the smoke gets in the shape of the devil. But seriously, if you're going to eat it. I, I for anybody who's had a wacky Wednesday or time or two, the the edibles get you so much worse than than smoking. <laughs> Just like because you really? know you've you know you've had enough if you're if you're smoking on something. But if you eat like if you eat just like a chocolate bar, some of those might have a lot more than others, and all of a sudden you're just on your back. <laughs> like, well, it's not. It hasn't been legal in Kentucky, so I, I I haven't tried them. But well, for those who would know, <laughs> that's I, I do. Now that you mentioned it, I do remember they they were very against like actual flour being available, which is just such a that's such a like silly compromise. Like, it's just, well, like, do you do you know what is in the edible? Do you know what's I in mean, the edible? It's it's the same thing with horse racing being legalized and promoted as one of the top industries in the state, and then not allowing people to gamble on sports gambling. Like, it's the same stupid ass hypocrisy. We're just idiots try to sell. Like, it just it drives me insane because they're not different. They're the same thing, but you're making it different through code of law. Through code of law, like what, what the hell? Why? Why? It makes uh, so asinine, so asinine, but politicians go to politicians. So, you know what? Beggars can't be choosers, and we've been begging for this stuff for how many years? And they, they finally decided, you know what? We can take credit for it, so so let's go ahead and do this. Which, speaking of, um, I, I in reading Joe Sanka's article, biggest surprise is that old Robert Stivers probably – as much as we give Damon Thayer crap, Stivers has been the loudest vocal opponent, and he even cast with a lot of the majority and said, all right, let's do sports gambling. Like, See, wow. this was my whole point all along with Thayer, was I don't think he was always for it as much as he said that he has been. I, I do, I, I will take him for his word that he's been for it or he has personally felt in favor of it for the last several years, but I, he has not always been for it, at least not always enthusiastically for it. And I still don't even know how much his enthusiasm was, but this is maybe a sign that it, he actually was trying that he, like, it wasn't just word of mouth. Word of mouth isn't the right word for it, but it wasn't just lip service. He yeah. actually meant what he was saying and to get Stivers to vote yes, somebody that was very passionately and vocally against it, I got there's no appetite for it. I, I, that's probably they're doing a little bit of work there. So yeah, I will a little bit of uh, of uh, I, you do this for me, I'll do this for you, sort of. And I, I, you know, whatever he said, however he got it done, it's just that's that's what I wanted. That's what we wanted to have happen a couple of years ago. 
if we're being honest. Like this is this is what we wanted to have happen a few years ago. You're a Republican. You're is he the speaker? I always get it confused. There's uh different tiles, tiles. Thayer majority. is the, the majority, the majority leader. leader and yeah, Stivers no, is the Senate president. Yeah, okay. So he's the majority leader. You're the majority leader. Like lead. You're Republican. It's Republicans that are holding this up. Go talk with them. Go set them straight. Go let them know that every other state that touches us have it. And people that live on border states are just going across rivers or roads to go make their bets. So figure it out. And finally, they have. And you're equal parts frustrated that you are number 37 or whatever the number was. But you're also, you can just exhale. Like it, it. there are people in Louisville. I know a lot of people have wager cat and they've got their own bookies or they use uncle Bo and Bovada and they've got their own ways to gamble. But there really were a lot of us, myself included that would just go over the river, make our bets and come back over. And yep. it was every drive, every person that has made that drive at some point in the drive, whether you're going to Ohio, what Tennessee, West Virginia, wherever you may be crossing over to go make your bets. At some point in your drive, you thought, this is so stupid. This is the year 2023, and I'm having to take an extra 5, 10, 20, 30, an hour. Who knows how far people were willing to to drive. Uh, part of the reason that I just didn't get in with, like I, I stopped using Bovada and didn't use a bookie or wager cat is just because we were in Indiana a lot. So it kind of made sense. But then once you make an account with DraftKings or something that's legal in Indiana, you that's the one that you're using, but then you realize you're not really in Indiana every uh, all the time. And college basketball lines a lot of times don't come out till the day of the game, with an exception to the NCAA tournament, obviously. Uh, sometimes football, Saturday mornings, you get a hanker in for this game or you feel better about this game or you get an inside scoop from Roush about this game, so you go want to go over and make a bet. Uh, but at every point in that drive, you thought about how dumb it was. Shout out to all those people. Yeah. And this was a, a real grassroots effort. This weirdly took convincing. It should have been a no-brainer right from the get-go. This is Kentucky. We love horse racing, which is sports gambling. Let's be able to bet on other sports, but we have finally crossed the finish line. I have read so many different dates about when it could start, when it will start. I'm just having the assumption by the first of next year, but it does sound like there's a chance it could be before then. Even a chance, supposedly, a chance potentially before football season. Man. I'll believe it when I'm on my phone making bets. But If we can get bowl uh, season, that is – that is Roush's wheelhouse. That's where we're 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 stonks piling. So I would love that. Would absolutely love that. Um, and it, it was funny, you know. Most of the reaction from my friends has been celebratory. I had one of the guys who's like, "Oh well, there goes a lot more of my money." It's like, no, just be better at gambling. Like you don't have to don't have to bet on everything. You can look at the lines and examine them. But like you got to know your strengths and weaknesses. It's like anything. Like, I'm not going out and betting a bunch of pick fives because I know I'm a dumbass when it comes to betting pick fives, especially in turf races. So I wager <laughs> where I, I, I wager to my strengths. And uh, same with March Madness. March Madness, doing very well. But during the regular season, I have to kind of um, I have to kind of feel it out. It takes, it takes some time to learn it. This is a, a skill. 
it's not a, a, a game of chance. Uh, like, uh, I don't know, like that, like the, the, and that's probably the reason why they're willing to, uh, to willing to budge on this versus, you know, open casino gaming, because that's kind of just up to chance. I know there's like legal definitions that are different, but nevertheless, just know your strengths. And listen, gambling addiction is a very real thing. And having sports gambling in Kentucky will, unfortunately, if we want to be realistic, it's going to cost some people, uh, people, it, it will, it will, some people will fall into the addiction. Uh, 1-800-522-4700 is the hotline, but you just got to look at it as a entertainment. If you're, if you're, if you're sports gambling to make money, to be able to afford things. Yeah, no, that's, that's not how. Yeah. You can't do it. That's not how it you, works. <laughs> you, got, you, you, you can't do it. It's got to be, hey. It's fun money. Yeah. Instead of me going out on the weekends like I did when I was 24 or 25, I spend that bar money putting it on this team or that team. And it makes my sports watching experience more entertaining knowing if I have a few bucks on it. And that's really all that it is for me. Like, I, I have cashed out several times. No big deal. Not to brag. I have deposited probably more times, unfortunately, but most of the money just stays in my account for like, you know, most of the time I'm not withdrawing. Most of the time I'm not depositing. Yep. So it's, it's, just like sit, just, it's just a sitting there. Yeah. It's and it's like, it's like how, you know, the, the, it's like a video. Sometimes game. a small pile. <laughs> it's like, you know, a lot of people spend time playing video games. I'll play, I'll, I'll play sports betting. That's my video game. And how high can I get my, my total? And then once you get it to a certain total, you can kind of cash it out. It's that that's the fun of it for me, but it's all just fun money where like if that I don't I don't consider that real money, Roush. Like I don't consider that money that I have in my account. Yeah. That's just kind of in the sports betting ether. And I consider it I you know, if I can eventually get some real money out of it, then cool. That's always fun. But I consider that money gone and lost for the most part. I, I'll even do the thing too, TJ, where it, it's usually an August deposit. Like I'll, um, cause I, I'm big on college football futures as well. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty good at hit, hitting those. Those, those are profitable, but that's a longer term investment. But once I hit my, okay, if I deposited, you know, two or 300 bucks, once I make that back, I withdraw it. Then I'm like, well, now I'm up. So whatever I lose, but once, once it's gone, it's gone. So it's a good strategy. So. It's a good yeah. strategy. Um, like there, You know, people that do have some concerns about this, they, they are they are valid. The only the only thing is like people are already doing it. People can get addicted to lotteries. They can get addicted to scratchers. They can get addicted. We to, get addicted to bourbon. The like, other thing that and, yeah, I, I I was going down the the gambling angles first, but yes, that was going to be the next avenue. Is they get addicted to so many things that are that are legal here in in Kentucky and. You just gotta let people make their own choices and get their own I mean, help if that's what they end up needing. You just gotta let people be yes. people. Yeah, yeah, that, that that's the biggest thing, and it's not like uh, some of these things that can chemically get you addicted. Like marijuana doesn't have a chemical in it that makes you come back for more. Uh, cigarettes do. Uh, opioids do. There's a chemo. It, it, it affects your brain chemistry and gets you addicted. Um, I'm sure that you get some extra endorphins when you got a big winner. I know I do, especially if I've got a long shot 
uh, coming around the turn that's just pulling away. Like, that's awesome. But it's not a, um, I'm waking up in the morning because I've got to get my fix. Like, that's yeah. just not how, it's not how it works. You've ever hit a 15-team parlay? Have you ever actually gotten one of those? The- yeah, yeah. The night Lamar Jackson won the Heisman. I hit, oh, I, yeah, hit a ginormous yeah. one. Went out partying on See, the town. That's the that's the thing that I I've missed the most because like when we go when we make those drives over to Indiana, you you kind of have to have a, a game plan of what you're going to do. I usually have like all right, these are the the wagers I'm going to have in mind. Uh, even when I would you know like that was how I would get baby asleep. Sometime when Duke was younger, it's like all right, I'm just gonna put him in the car. He'll get a 30 minute nap in. He'll be happier when we get out. Uh, actually, it's probably more like 45 minutes or an hour by the time you sit there, make your bets. But the one thing that I I've, I missed out on is having some the, the fun parlays where they never really hit, uh, but like having like seven or eight leg money line on college basketball where you you like one upset and then you sprinkle in a bunch of big favorites. That's fun. That's a, that's a fun just you know random Tuesday night. And here's the other thing too. You're going to get better sports radio from one young Nick Roush because I'm going to be just more locked into the average college basketball game um, than I than I typically would because I might be able to turn five dollars into you know a thousand, right? Well, I doubt you can do that. Uh, and secondly, yeah, that's great. You're going to be more locked in. I don't know. I'm not sure you could be any less. Oh, suck it, buddy. Woohoo! Take it, uh, suck it, and you suck it. Scoot, no, what, what do we have one, to look for? Okay. One more thing. So, one more thing, Roush. That's another you, – you, that's what you're kind of touching on. But, like, it, this was also dumb not to do this because this is going to be good for radio across the state. It adds a different market kind of avenue. You can we, – we would talk bets as is, but, like, now, you know, we can talk more bets, and um, that's, that's good. There's going to be more jobs created in Kentucky. Yeah. Obviously, you're going to get a kickback from the taxes and all this stuff included, and that stuff's just outlandish. But, but man, there uh, was it, a... it's, it's good. It's good for it's good for people. There's enough. There's just besides our selfish wanting to be able to make bets. There actually are other positive angles to this. Yeah, because you'll be able to wager in person at all the tracks in Kentucky Speedway. Um, so there will be people working there. The thing that I did. <laughs> Like it was, it was a. Uh, I, I just got too busy for it. But um, when Churchill Downs had a sports booking company, it was called uh, Bet America. They would pay. I mean, these companies need content. They'd pay me like fifty bucks to just write like a American Conference football preview of like three games that weekend with picks. So I, yeah, you know, some some company was going to pay me to write for the pandemic uh, twenty twenty tournament. Art, like betting articles like that and it was the same yeah. thing i was like yeah this is sweet I, I i i like talking gambling anyways i can write about it for sure and then boom pandemic march 12th everybody remembers exactly where they were oh yeah march 12th that's what it was <laughs> but so that 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 part of it shouldn't be overlooked either scoots i'm just you you've had this luxury for a while living in the, uh, the state of indiana the one aspect of the state of indiana that was ahead of kentucky what do we what do we, what do we have to look forward to and, and what should we be maybe weary of once uh the good kentuckians get sports gambling on their phones i can't tell you anything to be weary of because it's sports gambling and you just you're either going to win or you're going to lose and you, and you all know that but hearing you all talk about this i'm just really happy 
uh, specifically for Kentuckians and you two, so that you don't have to drive over here anymore to make bets. That's that's just amazing that you can eventually do that from your own home. And and we all had a feeling that it might be coming, but the fact that that day is here and you can you can't bet today. But who knows when it's going to happen, and, and that day is going to be really sweet for you all. So I, I'm just happy for you guys. Any comment on Indiana just going back to being smelly, old, stinky Indiana, and you don't have anything that you can kind of hold over our heads? I mean, no. I'm not going to change your mind in terms of Indiana. So we, we've, we've had numerous discussions about Indiana and how great it is, and you've never agreed. So I'm not even going to waste my breath anymore. So it's a no comment? No comment. put in the record? Correct. Okay. Roush, no comment, he says. Uh, I thought he was going to say, I'm just glad nobody's hitting me up to log into their accounts. And play Ooh, that's anymore. also really good. Yeah. Also well, a big maybe perk. Maybe people won't reach out to you as much anymore, and you could be Ooh. lonely. Well, yeah, that's fine. You could be very lonely. I'm, I'm just fine being lonely. No, you, yeah, you got plenty of friends. You got us. You got your roommate. You got Sparky the Iguana. No, you I don't. You got a soon. lot going for you. Too Scoots. soon. Uh, yeah, R.I.P. No, there was one other point I was going to make. You know, Scoots, you don't have to be lonely at FarmersOnly.com. <laughs> um, I was watching Farmer Wants a Wife the other day. Scoots, it just seems right up your alley. I have not Happy watched alley. it. Was it any good? No, of course not. <laughs> speaking, of, I, watched, I, speaking of no good, uh, I watched Survivor last night. You all were right. It stunk. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. Scoots, you do still have casino gambling. I thought you would have mentioned that. That's true as well. Yeah. yeah. That needs, Roush needs to be the next push. Yeah. That is recreational it, marijuana, although, like, I guess maybe the next push should be, like, hey, folks, flower, not the devil. You actually can smoke it and be okay. Maybe that should be the next step, but, like, you know, Kentucky doesn't doesn't stop here, although it was uh, a big victory yesterday, although it took forever. Yeah, I, uh, I've always – I've mentioned this before because, like, the – the worst part about going to the boat is once you're there, you feel like you're stuck there. Mm-hmm. If it was, if they had a casino at Churchill Downs or even downtown Louisville, oh, I would, I would be so much more happy to go because I, I wouldn't feel like, all right, you got to bring a bunch of money because this is your one chance to go and you're going to be there for a long time. Like, no, I could just like, you know, play a couple games, have a couple drinks. Like, it doesn't. It would. It would be – it's the same uh, same kind of line of thinking as having beer at Kroger Field where I don't feel like I need to get loaded up before I go in because I'm not going to have any access anymore. Same thing where it's like I need to get my all my casino betting in because I'm not going to have this chance very often. I'm going to be here for a while. Um, so, yeah, I, that, that, that would be oh so nice, especially on those uh, – like especially those fun days where you got like – you know, we'll have like a golf scramble or something. You're like, you know what? Let's just, uh, instead of going back and rolling dice at the house with a bunch of people, why don't we like go play actual dice games? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I've got an in-town bachelor party on Saturday. If there were a casino in town, that would probably be something people would do. It just falls, like you, you can be totally anti-casino. I, 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 can hear a lot of arguments against casinos i could understand people not wanting to live next to a casino i there are valid arguments i think against it it just falls in line with if you're gonna let people sports gamble if you're gonna let people gamble on horse racing if you're gonna let people do the lottery if you're gonna let church picnics have legalized gambling for a night like we can have casinos in town 
And if people don't want casinos, then people won't go to the casinos and the casinos will fold. And that's how you can let people determine if they want casinos or not. Or it could be a job creator. It could be a, a tourist attraction, which gets more money into the local economy. It actually could be something that could be good for a city or maybe not. I don't know. But I think people should have the option. I just because if you have the option to be able to do the other stuff, what's the difference that with, with dealing out cards? than going to the horse racing track and betting some exotics. So that's, mm-hmm. that, that's going to be the next thing. Although 2030, I think would be a su- surprisingly soon. If some, if, if it, if it happens, so, <laughs> I feel like we've got our one big thing done for the next five years. I mean, go back to, you know, Oh, Thayer's going to be talking about this for, for decades. So yeah, we yeah. be like, well, you know, we got the sports gambling. Um, it's all going to be, horse race you're gonna have to get the blessing from the our horse racing overlords you're gonna have to let them probably organize it or set it up or do something with it uh just get them on board make them happy i don't care just let them do the casinos let let every dealer have to wear a horse mask while they're dealing to you i don't care i I love when you you call them the the overlords it's because i just see them i just imagine them having like um instead of like a big headdress it's just like oh a big horse headdress, you know, and they're yeah. and they've got their horseshoes and a necklace around their neck and a big uh, staff that's just a giant bugle that they use to the call of the post to assemble the nations of other horse lords. All their little like butlers have to wear jockey outfits. They're not jockeys. They're not like they're just normal sized people, but they're wearing jockey outfits. <laughs> all right we got sports gambling folks that's a win medical marijuana that's a win so ultimately good day we can moving in the right direction we can still poke fun at it and we still got some some steps to take but big big day yesterday all right hour one done we'll get to the thornton's text line in hour number two do not go anywhere this is kentucky roll call i'm big experts Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back, hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on. Fun first hour. We get to do it all again. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Text on into the Thornton's text line. Stop by Thornton's today. And uh, let's also talk about our folks at Salsaritas. Roush, yummy, delicious burritos, catering. They do it all. They really do do it all. It's They have a drive-thru at their Middletown location and a nice patio um, out in St. Matthews. Easy to get in and out. And you know, even if you're abstaining from eating meat, this is uh, the final Friday or penultimate Friday, I should say, next weekend's Easter. But um, they've got shrimp that's outstanding. You can't get at many places like this. Um, Or just go with a good old uh, rice and bean burrito with some of those fajita vegetables. Everything at Salsaritas is fresh. Everything there is delicious. 
including those wildly addictive chips. Check them out today. Salsaritas, deliciously different. Also, download the app before you go. Get some Salsaritas bucks. Everybody loves Salsaritas bucks. Hey, Roush, what's up? What do you got? What do you got for us? Hour two. Um. Well, we. Uh, I guess we have some football stuff we could talk about. <laughs> what? Yeah. Tomorrow's open spring practice. Um, if you don't have any plans, gates will open at eleven fifteen. The event starts at eleven forty-five. This is your one chance to go watch the Kentucky football team this spring because the new turf is being laid at Kroger Field, and. Even though I think they could have waited, TJ, to do it later, I think part of it is they didn't want to risk uh, having both the indoor facility getting a new turf and this one getting a new turf at the same time. Uh, and it takes it does take a couple months. Right now, after they pull it up, right now they're putting that uh, the, the the rubber lining on it to kind of soften it up a little bit. So uh, it's a process. So for now, you'll just have to watch the team from the sideline. They'll go for – uh, you know, about two hours and are spending uh, a good chunk of that scrimmaging. So should be uh, an exciting event for Kentucky fans. Um, it's a rain or shine. I know the weather is supposed to be pretty soggy today. Hopefully it clears up by tomorrow. So I, I, I hope the folks are excited. I admittedly uh, will not be there um, like many other people. Whoa. We've Whoa. got uh, spring break plants, so getting out of town. Uh, for a true weekend getaway where we're just even Friday coming back Tuesday. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, there's quite wow. a few people I know that are using this weekend to kind of just exhale. And uh, if you, but if you don't have plans, spring practice is, um, is perfect. So a little weekend getaway for the Roush. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. Oh, yeah. That's fun. Yeah. It looks like the weather should be solid enough in the morning, maybe a little chilly. And you're right, probably a little soggy, but uh, they're going to make it an event. They're going to make it a good time. I think the people that go out there will not be disappointed, and you'll get to see some some UK football. Could be windy, could could impact some of those deep balls, but should be should be a good time. I I did think about going. Pretty much impossible having the little bachelor party thing tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, especially because, like, you kind of have to, uh, you know, Need to be, you the, be dead on the weekends. Yeah, I, I, you're, you're correct. Yeah. So, yeah. up until nap time, I'm on, I'm on dad duty. But I look forward to hearing about how it goes and watching the videos and seeing, seeing some reports, hopefully. That is one thing that's... Optimistic stuff to get excited about. It's kind of nice that, like, Steven will be there for us and have... I'm sure like close to like a 10-minute kind of highlight package of everything that happened. So um, should be exciting for Kentucky football fans. Yesterday, we we hung out with Brad White. Uh, it's definitely teaching. You know, when if you ever – you did football back in the day. About halfway through fall camp, there's just nothing to talk about. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're basically there. Like um, after Saturday, they're just going to try to get this thing over with and kind of get out of there as quickly as possible. I just get that sense that it's like, okay – um, that was part of Freddie's post a few weeks ago. Like, 15 practices is a long time. We don't need to do all this. Just give a couple weeks. Let the players be excited. You you can get a lot out of that. We, this isn't 1988. They're they're training year round. Like, we can just stagger this, make it a little bit more fun. Keep them guessing because now it's it's turned into a grind. I did get some. Um, 
I have an update on Josiah Hayes' neck. Yeah. You'll never believe this, TJ. Oh, boy. But he he basically had uh, Brian White tell him, like, hey, what the hell are you doing this offseason? Towards the end of last year, he was splitting time at nose with Justin Rogers. And then towards the end of the year, Jamarius Dinkins kind of elbowed him out of the way. And so Brad White had to have the conversation like, dude, you've been here too long. Get with it or get lost. Um, that, that's not a verbatim conversation. But he said Hayes really took it to heart. And he said, you know, a lot of guys can get into a corner. They can sulk. Um, but not Hayes. Hayes has responded. Um, and and taking it in that challenge and actually probably what he needed to get back on track. This was a top 300 recruit, a four-star that Kentucky stole from Lane Kiffin on signing day. And now that Justin Rogers has moved on, you have some guys that you, you like where they could go. But Hayes has been here four years. He's had the experience. He's played a lot of snaps. Um, and he's got the the kind of recruiting caliber. They need him to play like a four-star talent. And it, it's only two weeks in the spring. There's that caveat. But so far, uh, he's taken his medicine, and it's 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 working well for the Kentucky defensive line. That's good to hear. Yeah, the, those conversations can go usually one of two ways, and it sounds like he he went the correct direction. So that's that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that was. Um, uh, at least in a, a little bit of an encouraging update. White also did uh, kind of bust Lonnie's chops because Lonnie asked, uh, how's the pass rush coming along? He's like, well, they haven't let us tackle the quarterback yet, so not good, hmm. which I thought I thought he, he essentially said, I'm not, I'm not falling into that trap again of thinking the pass rush is going to be good when we're not actually tackling quarterbacks um, because he did do that early on in his tenure as Kentucky's defensive coordinator. Said, yeah, there's one thing I don't think we're going to have to worry about this year. It's pass rush, and Kentucky was like 10th or 11th in the SEC. So, um, not doing that again. <laughs> You're going to have to wait a, a lot longer before you will be able to hit the quarterback, but that's probably a good approach to take. And right. you, you got the, some cupcakes to warm up against to, to figure it out, shake off some of the rust and the dust, and get ready to go before the schedule toughens up. Yep, yep. Um, and – Mark Stoops yesterday, he was on the former ex-bosses show, and he he didn't do a lot of um, explicit headline grabbing, TJ. Like, he did the thing we're talking about, uh, the schedule, right? Like, typically, he's just like, that's above my pay grade. Uh, But he kind of at least went into the nuances a little bit with it and just said, well, in my eyes, he kind of confirmed, like, they're going to play Georgia every year. And there's really no weaseling out of that under the new SEC format. So um, he was like, you know, you throw all three in the hat along with the other six. Like, you're playing hard teams every year, which is kind of the – like, that's why whenever we get the the three permanent opponents, I don't think we should make the biggest deal about it because I, ultimately it's it's making sure the other six aren't completely stacked. And there's like two years where – it's a completely loaded schedule and two years where it's, oh, well, this is kind of easy. You have to be good in this window. Balance, like they're going to be all tough and it'd be nice that there's a little bit of balance, a little bit of yin and yang annually. Uh, but the other part of it was asking about the Louisville game and um, he kind of tiptoed around it while saying, like 
It wasn't saying we don't want to play it. Didn't say um, we're definitely going to play it. He just eventually was like, you know, it's tough. We're going to weigh all our options. And, you know, when I got here, Louisville was a top five program. Brahms getting rocking and rolling. So we got to consider all things. But, you know, I'm from Youngstown. So put somebody in front of us and we'll play him. So he, 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 he could have very well pissed a lot of people off. Instead, he gave a nice Stoops kind of I'm a hard-ass quote, which I, I, I thought played well um, for, for the folks who want to see Kentucky playing the best of the best every year. Yeah, a, a few takeaways from that. I, I First off, UK uh, hasn't gotten back to me about when we are going to have Stoops on. Um, still, still waiting, but it is always great to hear from them. And I think you learn sometimes more with one-on-one sometimes than when you've got a big group media stuff going on. Secondly, I I did think all the scheduling quotes were interesting. I guess I didn't pick up on the Georgia quote as much or Georgia being one of the permanent opponents, but now that you're saying that, uh, it makes sense. And I think you are probably right about that. Second, whatever number I'm on now, I disagree with Like, I do think the permanent opponents do matter. I, I do think that that plays a, a role for the exact reason that you followed up on, that you don't know what the other rest of your schedule is going to be from a year to year. You know it's probably going to feature plenty of big names. Will those big names be at good stages of their program, healthy, competitive, top 20, top 15, top 10? Or will they be down? You never know. That's all just luck of the draw, flip of the coin. And that's why it matters so much who your permanent opponents are. Because you can't control the other stuff. But your permanent opponents, you also can't control it. They're going to be assigned to you. But every year, if you know you're getting Georgia, you know that you'll be getting a really, really good opponent. Uh, Georgia, Alabama, they almost seem kind of recession-proof. And I know Georgia wasn't always like this, but they seem pretty secure right now. I can't imagine that footing shaking too much soon yeah yeah Yeah, so i think it does matter i think it it makes things a little bit tougher and i do think it i I can understand why for the head coach and the athletic director that may be something you'll take into consideration when scheduling other opponents and when voting on sec rules or this that or the other wherever things are going to go in the future and that was my and and again to wrap it all up everything that you touched on are things that that stood out to me is i I did just want him to like, what are you going to do? What's it going to be? And he didn't do that. And totally understandable that he didn't do that. Yeah, that yeah. He, he, did, he did leave me wanting, like, all right, you said all this. So what are you going to want to do? Like, what are you going to want to do? And I'm not surprised he didn't give a blunt answer. But he did He did leave me wanting more in that regard. And Yeah, I, well, I, especially because they don't – he doesn't need to – he doesn't need to have an answer right away because they don't know what the SEC – like. Because the SEC might just make them play a tenth game, right? Like that, so, some are mandating that one of your non-con games be a Power Five opponent. The SEC might do that; they might not. So, like, you know, there's no real reason to kind of go out on a limb if you don't know what exactly the rules are going to be. And to be frank, I'm surprised that, that that those haven't been announced yet. Maybe, maybe they're waiting for a slow April. But Sankey said he wanted to get it done by the spring meetings, and that's in you know, mid-May, I mean, that's right around the corner, six weeks away. So we're we're going to get some definitive news on this in the very near future. I, I the, the tone seemed to indicate the Louisville series could be in real jeopardy. Yeah, and it, it definitely is. It definitely is. There's no doubt about it. 
Like you, if you aren't ever prepared for it, go ahead. Um, because like if, if Oklahoma and Nebraska into their rivalry, like <laughs> Texas, Texas A&M, if, they, if these other like real traditional football rivalries that have been played for a hundred years can go by the wayside because of realignment, then so Kentucky Louisville. So can Kentucky Louisville. So just prepare for that. Um, and, and I think if, if it does happen, um, the time, like if, if it does happen next year where that's when they change up the scheduling and Kentucky's like, all right, we're out. The timing actually would be perfect on UK's end because you could just say, well, it was kind of out of our hands and you could do it while having the upper hand. You don't look like you're getting out of it just because you're losing it all the time when they've won, what, four straight, five out of the last six or something like that. So, like, yeah, <laughs> the the timing could work out perfectly for them, even though folks around here just aren't going to like it and it's going to be unpopular no matter what. Yeah, there, there's not going to be any good way to – to you're not going to look good getting out of it anyway. Louisville fans are going to whine and cry about it. And I, I would rather the game be played. I don't think I'm going to lose sleep at night over it. Maybe, maybe it'll be 10 years down the road and I'll be, you know, really upset that the game's no longer played. I do think every once every two years, I'll miss just being able to drive 10, 15 minutes to go to a UK football game. That's always, it's one of my, it really is probably one of my favorite sporting events of the year, getting to watch UK play at UofL. So I'll be bummed to to miss that, but how totally bummed can you be about something that happens once every two years? I'll be I'll be okay with it, and it's not like UK schedule still going to feature Texas, Alabama, Georgia, <laughs> See, Tennessee. Yes, yes, thank you. LSU. For that point. Yes, thank you, you know, besides NFL teams <laughs> coming into town, you're playing the biggest names in college football. I'll be okay without the Louisville series, but I hope they do do it. And it is important. It that is going to be a big thing. Is if you're gonna if you're UK and you are going to be pulling the rug out from this series, you need to have the Governor's Cup on your side, and you need to be the dominant team because you're going to hear a ton of chirping and barking and talk from U of L fans. It'd be best if you were the team that had won seven straight or whatever the number may be at that time. You, it could be six out of seven or seven out of eight, but you need to have the Governor's Cup in your possession when that series goes kaput. Oh, yeah, just to make sure that thing stays in the trophy case, you know? Otherwise, they'll probably they'll turn it somehow into a statue upon, like, entry where they'll let U of L fans just, like, kiss it every game if they take that series away and they have the Governor's Cup. So you can't let that happen. The, um, the point you made, though, like, the only people that get worked up about Kentucky schedule are like Louisville fans and people in Louisville media. Like, I don't, I don't that understand. Is, that is so true. UK fans <laughs> don't even get as worked up about, about yeah. UK schedule. We're, we're totally fine with, and if you look at the attendance uh, numbers, they're, they're reflective of that. Like actually last year, you know, you had a similar start to what this schedule is going to be where uh, the, you open with a bunch of kind of Mac teams, right, in September. Those games drew better than the Vanderbilt game did, right, later on in the year. So people are going to show up if they like the product, if they think the team's going to be good no matter who they're playing. And they're also definitely going to be there 
whenever Florida or Tennessee or Georgia or you know you name it comes to town because that's that's the that's the part of this that like yes of course Louisville wants to play Kentucky because you know what Kentucky's like the this year Kentucky is the second best team on their schedule and there's no denying it it might even be the best team because I don't know what Notre Dame is going to be like this year like they play nobody the ACC is a, a trash garbage ass league no wonder they are desperate to keep Kentucky on their schedule. Like they have to. Kentucky, Louisville is probably Ooh, the what man. sixth most tough, difficult team on there. Like I, I'd like to pull up the SP Plus stuff to see exactly where they fall respectively uh, for for each program. It's that that's a great point about how much the game does mean to U of L, and especially if conference realignment isn't done shifting you could make a case that Kentucky's almost squeezing L out of significance now I think what L will probably do is just always try to schedule a big opponent in Kentucky's place and be like look see we're we're still fine but who would move the needle you'd have to make it a home and home and if, and- if it's be like Cincinnati or I mean that would be the. I think that would be the closest. Yeah. That that would because Cincinnati they would want that too because they're about to go to the Big Twelve and not play anybody nearby. Um, so. Yeah, but where you know where's but, where's the where's the dust going to settle on the Big Twelve will probably determine a little bit if that. Yeah. Cause and also, how much do people care about Cincinnati too? You know. You know, it'd be a fun game for U of L, I suppose. Right. The keg and nails, great, great trophy, great rivalry trophy. But I think what you'd have to take into consideration is U of L is going to want to try to stick it to UK and be like, listen, look, we're not playing you. And now we're playing national, like big time national TV games with the rest of the country watching us. And I just don't know if a middle tier ACC, middle tier, big 12, two programs, probably middle of the pack of both of those middle conferences mm-hmm. are squaring off. That's not, that's not, nobody cares. Uh, but, know. That's on ESPN that, two. Yeah, time. that goes to your point though. It's it's they're, they're getting squeezed out of realignment again. I mean, where if you have some of the big programs of the ACC and Notre Dame, if they end up going, whether it's SEC or Big Ten, Louisville, you blink and they're right back in Conference USA well, in nineteen ninety nine. That's uh, listening to Rutherford. Um, he he had that remark too that like. Because I think if you do the math, since we've been born, they're in six conferences now. Now, the Metro and CUSA are basically the same thing. It just kind of got bigger. But uh, he's like, every time we feel like we're we're good, we make a move and we're good, uh, it turns out, no, no, we're not. Because <laughs> that's that happened with the Big East. They thought they finally made it and were going to be ha- have a permanent home for a while. And it was just like that. I mean, they had maybe five – years there before then it had to be like well now we got to find a, a new destination the big 12 let them down they get in the acc they oh this is great we got the basketball we can win in football they were competitive right away in football they were competitive in basketball and then now all of a sudden it might be i mean the big 12 might even pass it up because of the way they play the the, the prowess of that basketball league they're adding houston um to the mix next year um like that, true. The that that the ACC might be the 
fourth or fifth in that conference realignment ranking, and it's not even like a close. Like you're not even like within reach of the one and two, right? You're not not even in the same ballpark. And that league, um, while it may not completely fall apart, like you know, who knows? Who who knows? So um, that they just stay on shaky territory there in Floyd Street. Hey, speaking of Louisville, softball got a big win over Louisville last night, 7-4. So they have now outscored Louisville in two games this season, 15-4. to Pretty solid. Oh, man. Did, did they play season. back-to-back nights? Uh, no, their first matchup was earlier in the season. An 8 nothing five-inning win for the Cats. Pretty embarrassing. Oh, I, thought wow. on, I thought they played on Wednesday. Getting my days all mixed up. But, yes, uh, suck it, L. Bad Cats got a big uh, series this weekend, and they have uh, – who, who knows? They might be able to squeeze in a game tonight. I, I don't I, – I doubt it. Yeah, you're just kind of waiting to see what the weather does. That, that could end up being a, a fun doubleheader Saturday with practice uh, over at the football facility. Expect to wrap up around uh, 130 or so. There'll be a lot of home yeah. runs. It's going to be really windy tomorrow. Oh. Oh, if it's blowing out of KPP, watch out. They're saying souvenirs on souvenirs on souvenirs. They're saying up to 60 mile an hour winds tomorrow. That's just a comical number. It's ridiculous. We're, winds aren't supposed to be that much unless there's a twister. I'll say it again. I know I said it a couple weeks ago, but why are we talking about global warming? Let's let's look into global winding because it's it's a real thing. <laughs> oh great. Um, I had uh, my my friend's parents, my neighbors, down, right down the street. They had a they had a tree fall on uh, one of their cars yesterday. And it wasn't even that windy, but they just they think that the mm. the wind kind of weakened it. Um, well, when, when was the last windstorm? Like a week ago or something. Yeah. Um, and then like the rain kind of washed away some of the where the roots were, made it real soft, and it just right on top of their car smashed it. Uh, about a year after a druggie smashed into their car too. So it's mm. like, oh man, yeah. Maybe park on the other side of the street instead of Ooh, get a garage. Well, the the fire department's right there, so they can't. They're kind of in a tough pickle there. Oh, it's a tough pickle there. Park in the fire department's garage. Ooh, Scoots, what do, it's a good idea. Scoots, what do you think about the the UK U of L scheduling? I, I think we'd like an outside perspective on this, although you have admitted to being a UK football fan, so maybe not so outside. It, for me, it's a lot like the Indiana basketball series with Kentucky. It's it's just feels like a game that has to be played, and and I think you all are right. I I think Louisville does need it way more than Kentucky, and it's similar on the on the basketball side of things. Indiana arguably needs it more than Kentucky, but it just I don't know natural. I don't, I like seeing natural rivalries pr- play across the board in sports. So. I want to see Louisville and Kentucky continue to play. Plus, this show's a heck of a lot of fun when Kentucky just beats them down. It is it is fun when we beat them down. Oh man the the 2018 one was just like I mean it was just a fiesta, an absolute fiesta. But I have had like, the one of the most saltiest uh, family friends of mine. I mean he's one of those who um, you know Kentucky can be winning and he's still got something bad to say, right? Like you, you know those kind of people, TJ. They're just it's just how they operate. Yeah, he. He said that that win in 2016 over Lamar Jackson is the happiest he's ever been and the greatest Kentucky football win he's ever seen in his life. And I don't, I don't know if that'll ever top it. Just, and I, 
I, I think it's I think it's a lot of it was just the unexpected nature of it, but also like living in this city, dealing with those people and how obnoxious they were about Lamar. And for him to win the Heisman the next week, just oh, even better. Yeah, it, it it was a special game. I'll miss those if they go away. I, I want the game to be played. I, I would prefer it to be played. I think if you're UK, you just kind of have to suck it up. And, and I think the fan expectation will be realistic where it's like, hey, it, it, you're, we're, you're probably not going undefeated with that schedule. We, we know that. Five hundred, yeah. you know, go to a go to a good bowl game. Just the, the the joy of the seasons will be the teams you beat along the way, because somewhere along the way you're going to be beating just a yeah. major program mm-hmm. that's going to be like a whole Saturday type party. It'll be such a big win, but that'll be on UK's responsibility as a program to keep up, to to be competitive, to beat these teams, to beat Texas, to beat Oklahoma. Uh, you, you, every so often, you're just going to have to. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to survive. You're going to be able to get fat on Vandy's and Missouri's and South Carolina's, Mississippi State's every so often, but you're just not going to be able to rely on those games. Um, you got So it's on the program to be able to step up, but the, the joy will be throughout just the individual wins. Big season, national championship aspirations. Things are going to be tough, but – if you catch lightning in the bottle, Roush, we know how these schedules unfold. Te- teams that get hot versus teams that get cool. It's it's so important sometimes when you end up playing a team. You may play somebody in in September that is has a ton of talent. We've seen this with Florida a lot of times, or a couple times at least, where UK beats them and then everything just goes south for the opposing team. Where sometimes it's like, gosh, you played we played you when you were still really with it, competitive totally good if we would have played you at the end of the year you would be playing all backups interim head coach but it goes both ways with that sort of stuff so it's gonna schedule's gonna get tougher we don't know exactly how it's all gonna unfold on uk but it's on uk's duty to be able to keep moving up the ladder and it'll be exciting i still want the U of L game though i just need that to be on the record and U of L fans are gonna talk trash and i'll i'll tell them i didn't make the schedule the um we are the really the first generation to grow up with this rivalry and one play till 94. So like we have all of the memories of Labor Day weekend, uh, getting together and, and having these kind of events. So the heart wants it to be played. The head knows that it, uh, it's certainly on the table and that, um, it, it very well could be over with, um, how, you did mention something, though, that I, I do – before we get to our final break, I do, I do, I do need to plug this because uh, talking about teams losing and the season kind of spiraling, things aren't going too well at Florida right now. Luckett detailed it on 11 personnel yesterday, but, uh, like, they could have another five-win season on their hands. <laughs> so, uh, which oh, would be just that'd such, be, that'd such be a shame. Yeah, yeah. My God, the people – they were losing their minds over Anthony Richardson hitting the ceiling in his pro day yesterday. Did 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 we just not clip the right clip for Will Levis last week? Was that was the same thing that he did? Seems what? like the tide is kind of turning on our boy Will Levis. I will say though, there was a lot of people that quote tweeted just some no name clown. Like, what? Why, why are we giving this guy attention? Chad Forbes or something like your <laughs> Mister NFL? Awesome. You're you're that dude's a nobody. Like, I saw why, that. Why, why, why are we taking anything he says seriously? However, 
Um, it, I do find it intriguing that the NFL Network guys are kind of on the same page. Daniel Jeremiah has him sliding to 17. Bucky Brooks has him all the way around out of the first round. So clearly there's some sort of conversation being had about him sliding. And I, I, I'm curious where that, that's kind of coming from. Uh, the Titans, who pick at number 11, are now the betting favorite to land Will Levis. So, hmm. Well, hmm. That, that would make a lot of UK Titans fans happy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What did you think about Barstool's article about Will Levis? I mean, the Billy football, like, it's it's a Billy football blog. Like, wait, uh, wait. Yeah, I'm not going to take it seriously. Like, good. He's getting attention. So is what you answer this question is Will Levis too jacked and too weird to be a top NFL quarterback? Yes or no? Uh, no. Uh, but it, that, that like also was a take that was happening by Todd McShay, um, after the Florida game last year, he went on forgot whose podcast, I think it might've been Rosillo's and was talking about the Florida game. And he was just like, yeah, but the thing you worry about is, um, he might be too strong to play quarterback. And it's like, oh yeah, uh, I hate. I hate when my guys are in too good a shape to be football players. That's the worst. But his point is like, well, you think of all these other guys like Brady Quinn, Tebow, they were all busts. And then Russillo was like, yeah, but Jalen Hurts is MVP like, consideration right now. He was like, uh, oh, yeah, you're right about that. <laughs> it's like people are just, you know, they'll, they'll come up with anything to uh, to try to, to – any any sort of reasoning, because as Stacey Dale said in an interview with Lil Evis, it's like, well, uh, you know, if you weren't this jack, we might be saying you were two, 10 pounds too light, need to gain some weight. <laughs> Scooch, did you see Megan the Stallion's first pitch? I didn't. No, was it bad? Uh, I just, no, I just wondered if you saw it. Should I, should I see it? It, it, it went viral. I saw uh, right. the pictures of her. In her Astro swag. Let me see. I've got the video pulled up now. Yeah, that, that that's that's that, that was it. Oh, just the pictures. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that was it. Just the people like her in uh, baseball pants. That's that's what that's what everybody was talking about. Yeah. Wait, you mean Megan the Stallion looked good in tight clothes? No, that's what people are saying. That's what people are discussing. Can't believe that. Holy moly! I can see why. <laughs> good grief. Okay, Megan, get it. Oh, okay. We didn't. We didn't. I don't think we need the last part. But that's why you know, it wasn't a bad first pitch, though. That that's that's why we brought it up for sound clips like that. Well done, Scoot. <laughs> yeah, I don't even. Well, I didn't even watch the pitch. I don't even care about that. <laughs> we need to take our last break. Still, come back and get through the text line. Easy peasy. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin K. Uh, yeah. Come on. Cha-cha now, y'all. Turn it out. To the left. Take it back now, y'all. Five hops this time. We there, There's not an appetite for casino gambling in Kentucky, but please give us our penny slots back. For the lo- we need them. God, do we need them. <laughs> Go on, take the money and run. We can have slot machines, but we still can't have casino gambling around. When is the state going to get it together? Historical racing machines, TJ. It's history. 
History Just in the making. Kidding. We'll take the sports gambling win, although yeah, we'll, we're setting our sights on casinos shortly, very soon. By the way, there's a Lachlan McLean tweet that he says sports gambling in Kentucky can't start until June 28th, 90 days after the session adjourns. Then language and bill says it must begin within six months of the effective date of act. Bottom line, wagering on sports should be legal in Kentucky between June 28th and December 28th. Okay, so yeah, that that's a that's me. Just get I'm I'm, I'm going to hope for the ber- best and expect the worst. So bowl season is kind of when I'm when I'm, bowl season. Like if we could get even rivalry week, feast week, if we could get that, that would be awesome because that's a that's a great sports week. That that final week of November. I like that you're setting a realistic expectation, but there there's a chance we could be betting on the Nathan's hot dog eating contest. <laughs> I'm not taking the over this year. The buns aren't the buns are, aren't aren't fast. It's slow it's, buns. It could be like opening opening a week of college football. You could potentially be able to be on your couch in Kentucky, being able to bet. You're right, probably to have the, the you we would. have, Imagine it's going to take Kentucky's time, probably. But fingers crossed. Maybe they move yeah. quick. Once you've once you've done it, and by the way, uh, Kelly Craft, your lieutenant oh. governor is a goober. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't see. Thinking? I don't see how. Uh, I know there's more important things necessarily than sports gambling, but what are you doing? I mean, that's a layup, dude. That's so easy. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was bad. I'll have to keep that in consideration, but yikes. Not uh, not a good look from, from that dude. But look, a lot of people voted yes that people weren't anticipating, and let's just move quick on it. Now that we got it, who cares? Let's, let's, let's get it going. But uh, you're, you're right. I think by Feast Week, if you could do that, that'd be great. <sighs> would, be, would be awesome. Um... How about we get to the Thornton's text on TJ? Yeah, sounds good to me. What do we got? Um, <laughs> um I, I got some scrolling up here. Uh, we can't get Livingston and maybe even Uganda back, but Duke can return Proctor and Mitchell. Forgive me for being a bit annoyed by that. I know we'll likely get Reese back, which is big, but I still feel like there's a one and done or your failure culture around the program. I know you have the clutch factor with Livingston too. But all these top players have influential people around them, regardless of where they go to school. That um, UK just got the national player of the year back. Yeah, but there. I mean, I think there's there's a little something to be said about that. Well, like, no, Oscar C- gotta... Oscar feels like an exception to the rule. Toppin came back. I I, I think I mean, there Toppin was barely a... played last year. I like, think there was a time back. where. This was true, but UK is getting more and more people back. They're not getting some people. They're losing to transfers. Usually, not people that UK really cares about. It, there was a hindsight thing with Bryce Hopkins and maybe Keon Brooks, but that all that all ended up the dust settled on that. And I think UK ended up being vindicated to a certain degree. But I, I think UK, for the most part, is getting back people who don't have first round draft potential. They're not. Back in the day, it was like the Dakari Johnsons of the world were leaving. It's a little different now. Good for I, Duke getting people back. Kentucky's going to get some people back. I think if you're going to 
moves on though, then that there's a lot of uh, there's oh, gonna be I a got, lot of legitimate griping. I got to bring that up too. But again, if, if Uganda does, that will be different because that's a projected starter or potential projected starter leaving. When Brooks Brooks was a starter, but everybody was ready for something a little different at the four position. You got it. Uh, Bryce wasn't a projected starter. Johnny Jazang wasn't a projected starter. Jamal Baker wasn't a projected starter. It's not usually starters. You got it would be a different. You're right about that. Because it would be kind of shade and sharpish, right? Where you get this guy a little early, yeah, then expected, and then go away. So, like, I think that's you never get any sort of payoff at all. But I, I do. That, that would be annoying if that happens. But I'll I'll wait till it does to complain and 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 discuss it. But by the way, I had written this down to bring up today. People, just because Uganda posted about the fantasy camp in August doesn't mean that's like him being locked into UK for another season. I think he'll be back. I'm not as worried as seemingly people more in the know are, so you got to take that for what it's worth. Maybe you should make me a little bit more worried. I just can't imagine UK and their nil situation and Calipari losing somebody that they're excited about and need, a position of need. For, for next season. Again, unless Oscar was coming back, which nobody thinks that's going to happen, so I don't think it's going to happen. So I, I, I'm not so worried about you going to. But just because he posted about the fantasy camp, that is not his signature for returning for yeah. another year. Uh, it, it's fun. Like I, I hope he does, but I, I think we'll wait for a, a more official announcement there before we can exhale. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know people were doing that. That's funny. Oh, yeah. People were getting really excited about it. And most people were like, yeah, probably doesn't mean much. But there were some people that, I mean, it was talked about. So I, I had to discuss it. If Dilly Dilly Dillingham is having transcript issues, Shaden Sharp knows a guy. It's at least he could do after that fiasco. <laughs> yeah, he graduated just filling when he did. Oh, man. I love Texter John's enthusiasm, but sadly, his prediction of next year's team winning number nine is the kiss of death. Dude is ice cold. Yeah, but his Chiefs did win the Super Bowl, so he's got that going for him. Yeah, I wish he'd use his championship mojo with the Cats instead of the Chiefs. Yeah, come on, John. Help us out. Come on, John. Justin, can you share with me the most sketchy, scary moment when working at a hotel? Ooh, that's a good one. Oh, man, that is a good one. Um, Finally, a good question from a plumber. I would say probably this was probably about two months ago. I had this like, I'm hesitant to say this, but a druggy lady walk in and she walked up to the floors and was just standing in front of one of the rooms and sitting there talking to the door. I knew there was already somebody else in that room. So I went up to her, ma'am, can I help you? Oh, I'm, I don't know how I ended up here. I was like, all right, well, let's go down to the front desk. I need a room. I was like, all right, let's, let's bring you down. So I bring her down to the front desk. She doesn't get a room. She just walks outside, walks back in. I see her go up to the floors and I'm like, all right. So I follow her up once again. I'm like, ma'am, can I help you with anything? No, I'm just, I'm needing a room. All right. Well, go down to the front desk. We'll get you a room. Happens a third time that she goes up to the floors. And by this point I am fuming. I'm like, this lady is as on my last nerves already. So she goes up to the room again, same room, standing in front of the door, apologize. I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. So finally, I'm like, ma'am, if you don't have a room here, you don't, you're don't, you not going to get a room. I'm going to need you to leave. Um, she walks outside, 
ends up smoking a cigarette outside, and she's just looking up at the hotel the whole time, like waving at rooms, wait, trying to wave people down. She doesn't know anybody at this hotel. This, this lady's just insane. And so finally, I had to call the cops on her to get her out of there. So that was the one and only time I've ever had to call the cops at the hotels, but I was just done with it. Worst yeah, dealing episode. with people on drugs is... Uh, oh, it's exhausting. Like, well, not only is it... Like, you just don't know what they're going to do. Like, that's that's the part that is always... It's like, at least with, like, a drunk or something, you kind of know how to deal with them. But, like, they're, druggies are just... just they're a unique can. brand. Yeah. Yeah. Worst episode of Undercover Boss ever. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to say that after Scoots got finished, but Roush just had to go into his druggy rant. <laughs> oh, yeah, me. Don't I? You know, I'm, I deal with him a little bit more over here. Scoots, that sounds pretty terrifying. Yeah, it was. If we had more time, I do have another one that I would share, but we're, we're up against it, so I'll, I'll save it for uh, another day. Are we up against it? Are we up against it we're, for Scoots story time? More kind of up against it, yeah. We, we got too many important, times. Scoots story time or some text messages into the Thornton's? Well, here's, here's uh, the thing. Scoots story time. The, the Thornton's text line texts, they deserve to be read today. My story can be told at any time, so. Executive decision. Right. Okay. <laughs> a texter says on the Thornton's text line, what is your all's favorite month of the year? Great question. Much better than Scoot's hotel intriguing mystery stories. <laughs> Did we just get through the best month of the year? In o- your opinion, October. right, TJ? October. I thought you were a March guy. I've, I've deflected. Mm. March is number two. G- give me some May. Ooh, derby season. Scoot's loves the like derby guy. I'm uh, I'm September, I think. I think. Do you remember the 21st night of September? Yeah, love well, was changing her mind. A texter says we can smoke oil. Oh, well, that's nice. <laughs> you skipped one. It says it's going to be funny to see how much this money this state makes by the end of 2024 solely from gambling. Yeah, and then we're going to be like, why did we wait so long? And. Mm-hmm. But still, that 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 goes with all of this stuff. Is it's going to pass at some point? Let's fight your battles where it's like you never want this thing to happen or be within Kentucky, and you just you know that you know that recreational pot's coming, and you know that someday casinos are going to happen. So why why don't you all just be the ones to get it going? You all can set the rules the way that you want to be able to line your own pockets or do whatever whatever you do. Who knows? Your politicians. But it's gonna; those things will happen at some point in the history of Kentucky. Fight the things that you 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 never want to happen. Those things are going to happen. So dumb, but it's gonna be hopefully good for the state. I think it. I think it will be. I love uh, the text that said, "We can smoke oil, just not flour." It's silly, but a start. It'll change eventually. So it's pretty much anything but flour. Like but flour. Any- do you remember the anything but clothes parties back in school, Roush? Uh, yeah, never. It was it was like a cool thing you saw online, but did anybody ever actually do one? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, we never did. Uh, it sounded like a pain in the ass. It always ended up just being the yeah. girls. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. A texter says, "If Bashir is signing the bills today at ten, does that mean online sports books will expand into Kentucky, where I don't have to waste an hour driving to Smellyville, Indiana, to make a wager 
on the upcoming Final Four game. Sadly, no, not that soon. No, it would be but, cool uh, though, if they just dropped like all the geotags. If it was just like, all right, well, if it's legal, the money's still going to Indiana, but you you all are good. That would be that would be pretty cool. But uh, they got to get some infrastructure in place. Got to let those companies do their thing. It will be fun the uh, the day that the barricades are lifted, though. The amount of like uh, promos and stuff. So that you start thinking ahead about how you want to spend that that promo money. The the sales people, the Kentucky roll call sales team, just has to be lining up with sports books to be like, you want to partner with KRC? Yeah, I bet our phone's been off the hook. Oh yeah, we've been ring, rolling ring, and ring. calling all morning. I would ring, imagine. Ding 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 ding. They're building that casino downtown. No way that stays a historical racing spot. Full casino there in the next five years. Yeah, probably. Mm. Probably. I still think 2030 is maybe the over-under for when you're going to be able to go play blackjack in a in a casino in Louisville. But let's just all get with the times. It's going to happen. Let's let the state start benefiting sooner rather than later. Uh, Texter, Little Thorns text on 502-414-1450 says, They and Stivers can both suck it and please retire. Our backwards Kentucky legislator finally did something useful. Happy they decided to treat us like adults for a minute. Those two shouldn't be celebrated. They suck, suck, suck. Yeah, they, they, they do, they do. But at least they finally got this done. And if if Thayer was the one that convinced divers, then then tip of the cap to him. But why did it take so long? And you're both still mostly goobers. John here. Happy TGF morning, buddies. Wow, the MLB could not have asked for a better day. My weekend's going to be pretty solid. I'm going to watch the movie His Only Son. And, of course, WrestleMania will be on as well. I might even go throw some disc off. Ooh, banks and change. Okay. Stays in okay, the okay lane. Tell me, what do you all have planned? We'll got to go. Have a great weekend. Talk to you later. Um, Did you see that the... Of the 15 MLB games yesterday, only five went over three hours. So no, I did not. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, Um, All the Red Sox lost, though. Boo. And the Reds. So my dad's not one one game closer to winning his bet. No, not one game closer. Um, So that's moving along. I'm excited to watch the Final Four uh, Saturday night. Uh, Five hours of basketball. We, We talked about it earlier this week. Either way, we'll be locked in. I'm I I did the thing where some of these betting trends, you're like, well, they got to end eventually. But, like, San Diego State is great at playing in the mud. They're going to a dome. Um, feel like that first game is going to be a rock fight. Uh, hopefully a close rock fight before um, we get a fun nightcap um, where I, I, I'm just – I'm playing some value with Miami uh, because similarly, like, well, they got to quit making shots eventually, right? Well, eh, maybe not. Maybe not. I, I'm, I'm. Even if they're down by ten, uh, they can always make it a game um, because of their guard play. So I'm, I'm hoping Miami uh, pulls off the upset. I am taking FAU. I just feel like San Diego State. They're good. They're, they, they deserve to be at the Final Four. But I, they've been playing with fire. At some point, it's just going to catch up to them where the other team makes the big shots at the at the end. And San Diego State's not going to be able to keep up. That will be Saturday, and it'll be FAU advancing to the national championship game. I have a bet out on Miami, but Roush, hearing you, no offense, 
and a lot of people like everybody's on Miami. It is a lot of points. I still have a bet out on Miami, but I'm going to take UConn to kind of roll. I'm starting to think that like I mean, that line is kind of stinky for a reason. UConn's probably just going to crush them and they're they've been on fire. So I think that probably continues. I do weirdly like the matchup for Miami. Like, again, it seems like too many points for me. But something something's up with that. I've, yeah. got in, I've got a gut instinct that UConn's gonna gonna win. They're gonna win by more than five and a half. I I also like. Part of me is like I, I don't want like I can't find myself rooting for UConn, and so that's part of the reason why. And I'm like, oh well, Miami's good value. If they win this one, they'll probably take the next two. But yeah, I could just see Miami covering, and it's never really close. Scoots, you, you, <laughs> or you, UConn, sorry. Scoots, your two picks? Uh, I'm going to go FAU and Miami in hopes that one of them wins the championship. But I'm not going to bet on the individual games. I'm just going to bet on those two teams to win the title and hope hope one or the two get there and can get it done. We'll be able to talk uh, so, about the title. So far, Scoots. We'll be able That's to talk right. about the title game on Monday. Everybody have a good weekend. Be safe. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen. We will see you on Monday.